Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to Radio podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I will be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book As always, so glad you're here with me. Right now, don't know if your day is just getting started or it's winding down or you're somewhere right in the middle, but here we are. I'm glad for it. So grateful I have no desire to drink. start with that. It's not a given. If you're an alcoholic like me, it's not a given. Because I haven't had the desire to drink for a a long time. It doesn't mean that it can't return. So I have to start with that. Well, it's the holidays and uh, things are Very different than they were this time last year in the world. And um, for that reason, I moved to share a story I think I shared on here a year ago about Christmas. And, uh, I'm going to share it again. Seems more appropriate than ever, somehow. I don't know if you celebrate Christmas. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But I grew up celebrating Christmas, and I celebrate Christmas. And, um... So, I got sober... Um, when I was 18 years old on October 19th, 1989. And my first sober Christmas, I was sober a little over two months, a little over 60 days. I was terrified of everything. Did not have a faith in God. I was willing to, but it wasn't deep. I shouldn't say I had none. I had some. Things had started to happen. I started to have a spiritual experience. But it wasn't uh, 
it wasn't deep enough to cause me to um, have the kind of peace I have today by any stretch of the imagination. I was scared. And uh, I was very alone. I burned a bridge in my life and was rebuilding building my life from scratch at 18 years old with a beat up car and no money and no family um, except the friendly faces in AA and that's it Today, the fact that that's where I had to start from means a lot to me. It's had a profound impact on my life. Conversations I have with myself and the things I know, of which I'm capable. So, anyways, it was, uh, it was trippy. To be alone and broke and so afraid and Christmas. So there's a meeting hall. It's still around. It's changed locations. But there's a meeting hall that had uh, marathon meetings. And um, it was about 10 minutes from my house. I was renting a room from a very unwell man with whom I had no relationship, just a couple strangers. And um, I went to this marathon meeting, and I spent the better part of Christmas Eve at this marathon meeting just sitting in this room, hearing people talk about Alcoholics Anonymous and their experience with the holidays and God and higher power and sponsor and and I just looked at the floor and there are these pictures they still have these pictures in this meeting hall which I love there's four I think it's four maybe it's three they have these I think it's four there's these four pictures you know like a snow-capped mountain and this and that and Stickers that say live and let live and that kind of thing. So I was just staring at those. I was a kid. And I was thinking, I don't know how I'm going to do this. What's going to happen now? I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. That used to be my primary thought. I can't do this. not good enough or I'm not willing enough or I'm not smart enough or I'm not something enough not fill in the blank enough this isn't going to apply to me it applies to the rest of you but not me so 
Anyways, I go to these marathon meetings and I'm learning how to listen. I don't know what the hell anybody's saying. I, my attention spans like minuscule. I definitely would have been diagnosed with all kinds of stuff, ADD and all kinds of stuff. If I ever went to a doctor back then, but you know, I just couldn't, for me, it was just, I was extremely undisciplined and really selfish. And that was kind of it. And those things caused me to have no ability to listen to anything other than things that were about me for more than two seconds. So I'm sitting there and the meeting's going on and I don't know. <clears throat> There's a feeling there that I like. It's a feeling of there's a warmth there. There's a something I can't pinpoint that's just feels kind of like a hug. So it gets to be about midnight or something. Now it's Christmas and um, I go back to my house from where I'm renting a room and I come in the front door and there's a little like Charlie Brown tree that's has its lights on and it's real small and it's real sad and it's kind of on a cardboard box and it's crooked and it's just all jacked up and this person I live with to me up until that moment he had no heart whatsoever He was not friendly. He was not, you know, never said, how are you to me or anyone? He didn't really have a discernible personality. He was just kind of walked around with his mouth open and kind of looked kind of scary. But this tree was there. And when I saw this, this tree, something happened to me. And even talking about it right now, I get emotional. That was a long time ago. But it was a pivotal moment in my life. And this is what happened. I stood there, and within the length of these two claps, these are the things that I thought. And it happened really quick. What is Christmas? What does it mean to me? I guess Christmas is a day that celebrates a way I'm supposed to behave every day. What was the best, most meaningful Christmas gift I've ever received? And I instantly recalled a letter that I got from somebody that I didn't know very well, but it was a very personal letter. I appreciate dot, dot, dot about you, etc. It was the best gift. I ever got. It was the first thing that came to my mind. 
And I had gotten all kinds of crap over the years. When I was really little, I was really spoiled with gifts. But that's what I remember was this letter. So the thought I had right away was, I'm going to try to give that gift to everyone I can think of. Now, this is a dramatic shift in my personality from 60 days earlier. It's worth noting that about 75 days before this, I was trashing a store at our local mall and being escorted out by policemen. Why? Because I walked in and my girlfriend at the time was talking to a male. She was working there. But that's that was that was that was how that was how charming I was. So this is a dramatic shift in my psyche. Can't stress that enough. I didn't come to Alcoholics Anonymous with the ability to do this kind of thing. But I thought, I'm going to give this gift to everyone I know. So the next day I bought a dollar box of a ton of cards and I sat down and I I wrote a bunch of cards that were as personal as I could make them. But they had to be sincere. There was no BS. My heart was opening. My spirit was waking. I was having a spiritual awakening. And if you came into my heart, you were going to get a card. And up until this moment, I had really only vaguely ever been good to anyone. Really, truly, in many years. Hadn't made my amends yet. I don't think. No, I couldn't have made all my amends yet because... In January, I went to visit my mom to make amends out of state. But, um... So I just sat down and wrote all these cards out. And if you came into my heart, you got a card. And then I went all over and handed out these cards. And I remember one of them. And I remember it because it was the it was the most profound spiritual experience that I had had as a result of applying principles. Meaning I had had a spiritual experience before, but it was just grace. But this one came as a result of my applying spiritual principles. It was the first one that I remember very profoundly. And it was a card to this, this guy at the post office who I saw be really nice and patient with everyone whilst many people just treated him terribly. I'd watched it. I guess at the time I was just started working somewhere and they had me 
going to the post office on a regular basis, I'd see this guy every day kind of be battered by the public and still have a good attitude. So he came into my heart when I was sitting here writing these cards. So I gave him a card. I don't know. I never talked to him other than, yes, please, two stamps. And uh, I remember when I delivered it to him, Um, I don't remember exactly when it was, but when I was able to get him the card, I, you know, he's, he was working, post office was busy, and um, I remember I just went in and I went up to the counter and I just slid the card to him and and uh, left. So I did that, and then I got in my car. And he came running out frantically. And um, his card had said something about, I noticed that you're nice to everybody and that matters. So thank you. Somebody sees that. And I'm telling you that it matters. It matters because... I don't know you from a hole in the wall and you, I thought to write you a card. It matters. So he came running out like frantically and he had been crying. And he shook my hand profusely and he said, thank you. And that was the highlight from my first sober Christmas. And it was so impactful, so meaningful to me that it's still the first thing I think about when I think about Christmas. So the point to sharing that story is even with everything today, how it is, wherever you are, you can give that gift. So I was moved to share it. A shout out today to uh, Happy Joyous and Three Sober Gratitudes Podcast, Podcast Greater Than Yourself, Black Rhinos, The Anonymous Podcast, and uh, yeah, I know that a lot of people. Uh, do not feel that everything's okay. So, in case you're one of those people and you need to hear it, I'll just say everything's okay. Everything's okay.
spent so much time in my life not believing that. But today I know it. So, yeah. Yep. Really hope you have a spectacular day today. And um, be gentle to yourself and to everyone else. If life were way easier, if people were so wonderful to one another, it would still be really hard. I always think of that and try not to make anybody's day harder. It's already hard. So I'm going to try to lighten the load if I can. Wherever I can. Pray for the ability to do that. All right, I'm going to fold up the cupcake cart, but uh, you may notice that I have all kinds of cupcakes here this morning. I have this one has red and green sprinkles on it. This one does too. This one's got all blue sprinkles on it. All right. You know what? You didn't look this up because you were looking for comedy podcasts. So just get off your high horse. You think you're so funny? You tell a cupcake joke. All right, I'm out. I really got to go. After When I start talking like that, I know it's just time for the hook. So I'm out of here. I'm going to go now. And uh, yeah. (laughs) I'm going to go try to live a life that was worth saving. And I hope...